0: Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Catherine Spitznagel with Rockstar Millennial Podcast. We are excited to have a special guest with us today, uh, Miss Deborah Daniels. Welcome, Deborah. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Catherine, and thanks for inviting me to be part of your show. Oh, absolutely. You
0: have a wonderful um, story to tell, Uh, quite a journey Uh, you have been on, and you just keep evolving. Um, I can't wait to hear what's next, but before we get to that, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do.
1: Well, my name is Deborah Daniels, like Catherine said, and I am a nurse, and I am a nurse practitioner. I am a mother of two daughters that are eight and nine, and then I am the chief wellness officer of my own one-room wellness center here in the bustling metropolis of Peoria, Illinois. (laughs) And we we offer things at New You Health like aesthetic services for anti-aging, like Botox, microneedling, skin pen, Morpheus, chemical peels, and then we also offer male sexual health assessments and treatments.
0: So those are such two diverse things. Tell yes, us, they are. <laughs> I know people must just you know look at you and say, What? Wait, mm-hmm. what? So, tell us how, uh, tell us about that journey, how you got involved in in both of those, and then also how you got to Peoria because you've also yeah. uh, lived a number of places.
1: Well, um, so I started my nursing journey, um, at the University of Iowa and I became a BSN there, and um, I Graduated, came to Chicago, worked as a nurse at Rush Hospital in a med surge floor. Um, then, while I was there, they helped pay for a master's degree, and all my friends were doing it. So I went and got a <laughs> master's degree. Yeah. Seemed like the cool thing to do. Um, so I only had to pay for like a third of the cost for it uh, to Uncle Sam in Texas. And then I got my nurse practitioner. I worked at a urology group for a while because the um, surgical floor I was on was kind of a hodgepodge of uh, surgery, plastics, um, gynecology, uh, ENT and um, urology was like plumbing. It was fun and easy and not easy, but there were fewer emergencies and the people weren't, um, they weren't dying as much of the cancers and it was easier to cope with, I think for myself. So, um, I kind of went into urology instead of the other things. And, um, there I, uh, used Botox as a treatment for overactive bladder. I didn't personally inject it, but I would talk clients through the treatment of it. And then, um, I moved to Peoria. Uh, I started teaching at, uh, Rush. Uh, they have a program where bachelor's repair people get a master's and then they become a nurse, like a RN. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, worked in that for a while and then my husband worked for cat. He, uh, said that all the roads up, you know, through Caterpillar lead through Peoria. And so we were probably gonna (laughs) live here eventually. And he got a job here and we packed up and moved and, I uh, started working at Bradley Teaching Nursing School, uh, and then I worked there for four and a half years, but it didn't count for my master's prepared nursing, so I still had to work on top of that
0: um,
1: as a nurse practitioner. And so I was working 1.25 jobs with, like, two little children, and it was just really hard, and I ended up taking a year off uh, and then returning to part-time clinical work uh, in a urology office again. And then, uh, that doctor ended up moving, leaving town when his daughter went to college. And then the hospital system couldn't really recruit more surgeons in our surgical specialty. And I started to get nervous and I figured this would be the time to make my, you know, childhood dream come true of owning (laughs) my own practice. So, uh, I went off and did that. And then, um, I, Somewhere along those lines, I had gotten Botox on my forehead, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing this. So I went and did a bunch of trainings and education for that and started doing it on uh, friends and, yeah, started picking it up and started my own thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize that I, – I guess I knew Botox had other medicinal purposes, Uh, But it's Mm -hmm. curious to me that you started, you know, your first um, inroad into using that
1: was on the urology side. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're using it for basically any time there's a muscle that's too tight Mm -hmm. as part of a condition, uh, they use Botox to relax it. So, you know, think of people with like neuromuscular conditions like Parkinson's or MS or things where they can get uh tight yes Uh, they use it for uh to relax those muscles and it it really helps people yeah
0: and your place (laughs) is beautiful you're in this beautiful setting you you know with the fireplace and wonderful lighting
1: city is a wonderful uh shopping center here in peoria it's like right in the middle of the city
0: yeah and so it's a it's a beautiful place. Um, I would think mm-hmm. that would be a very enjoyable place to come to work, and and certainly, as a patient, um, you feel at home there and you feel comfortable. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm tell us that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got two littles, and you know yeah. they're in school and their activities, and um, you, you know you're a nurse practitioner. You have this private uh, practice. How, um so how do you blend all that?
1: Yeah. Um the work life balance right now is a little bit imbalanced to okay. be honest. <laughs> um uh you know we just started this practice this year or you know within the last 2 years so it's been growing up and um I've been I have I'm married I have a husband named Ed who works at CAT and he uh he's been picking up a lot of the household duties that I'm neglecting while I'm off working. Uh and part of the hardship is that a lot of people want to come in for these types of appointments after work, right. you know, in the evening. Um so just making time and coordinating schedules and um yeah. That's all I part think of that it. We could do a little bit better planning ahead of for like meal time and knowing who's gonna be responsible for what, but we're we're getting there. Yeah. It's a, well, <laughs> it's a journey. We'll, by the time that I have more time for my children, they'll be uh, teenagers and hopefully they'll still think I'm cool enough to hang out with.
0: <laughs> they will. You're a cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot too yeah, there's a lot <laughs> to all of that. Your your business yeah. is a lot of evening and weekend. And that's mm-hmm. when kids have activities, too. And that's when you Certainly. have your, yeah, your time with your husband and that's your family time. And so it is a little, it's a juggle. Yeah.
1: So It is a hardship. You yeah. know, I mean, the feminists did us a favor by getting us to the point where we're allowed to have our own business. We're allowed to have a bank account, all these things. But now we're, you know, the expectation is more mm-hmm. instead of running the household and being in charge of the, Children, we're we're CEOs, and normally, if you were a CEO, you'd have a wife at home. But instead of a wife that's just catering to us, we have working husbands. So it's you know it's um, there's not anyone that's solely focused on the home. Right,
0: and so there's a lot of sharing, and um, and kudos yeah. to your husband who's kind of stepping in. Um, you know, we during this season. We have great well. neighbors,
1: too. You know, they help, you know, we're on each other's list, so if we need to get good. each other picked up or whatever, we've got a good community here.
0: And that's, you know, it takes a village, and there's a whole lot of yeah, truth really to good. that.
1: Yeah, Good grandmas.
0: Yes, uh-huh. and grandmas. <laughs> yes.
1: And, and make sure they get their shout out. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: good, yeah. And that's, you know, part of the reason to, to move here, too same thing we did it's like okay that's where grandparents are and there's a there's something to be said for that having some other yeah we were up in
1: Chicago before so now we're uh we're closer to them (laughs) yeah
0: and that that can make a huge difference so tell us uh, I know when you and I talked um, your business is very purposeful and uh, Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about that how do you feel like you're living your purpose
1: um I feel like I'm living my purpose by helping people gain confidence in themselves and feel better uh, to live their lives and live their purpose every day. I feel like that's really what it is. It's helping the people that are struggling with you know erectile dysfunction or you know I know that. We joked like the big pills and Botox aren't the the, uh, secret to the world, but it does help people feel better. And a more confident person is a more successful person just because they're happy and exuding confidence. They know that, you know, they're, you know, I used to be really self-conscious about my forehead wrinkles. And now I don't have to deal with them except for the, you know, little bit of the month, uh, the third month when they come back. Um, But it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really what it's about. Like, you know, if someone's anxious about erectile dysfunction or, uh, wrinkles or aging, these are things that, that, uh, society has disenfranchised. Like it's not as okay and acceptable to be worried about that. Um, I think it's, uh, coming, becoming more, but it's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's something that people suffer in silence for and with, and that there's, um, there's a lot that goes to it. If you're not having good sex with your partner, you're not connecting with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if that's how, th- how it is that they like to connect. So finding other ways or other things that you can do and uh, just helping people uh, explore other options mm-hmm. and you help connecting and uh, helping young families. You know, nice. like when you become a mom, a lot of you is lost in having children yeah. And you kind of lose that sense of who you are. And sometimes, like, getting that Botox or that diet or weight loss or, you know, having better sex is going to make you feel sexy again and make you feel empowered and make you be able to be a better mother and a better Mm -hmm. uh, worker and wife and all the things. So
0: And a whole person. That was another part of our conversation, talking about just being that whole person. Like you say, when you become a mom, sometimes you – you lose part of
1: that for, for a time.
0: Yeah. And you help people get that, get that back. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, the person that allows them that time to just sit there and be vulnerable and talk about what it is that they're anxious about or that's troubling them because a lot of times they don't have anyone who's asking them. They're fixing all the other people's problems. So Mm -hmm. having, you know, one of my client's jokes, like, I love coming to you because you're like my therapist. And, you know, (laughs) although I'm, you know, have a minor in psychology, like I'm not treating, you know, psychiatric things, but it's just like, you know, helping people troubleshoot problems. Like, how does that make you feel? What do you think you could do instead? You know, just Mm -hmm. helping them get through whatever it is that's challenging them at the time and um, listening to them, being empathetic to their concerns.
0: And you are very empathetic. You're very approachable people feel comfortable and some of that is the surrounding a lot of it is you and i think i can see people just coming in and going and and just opening up and you say what's what's going on with you today that they'll tell you (laughs) and you help them yeah is there um when you think about making a difference um is there one example that comes to mind uh, because you do this. You do this every day for people. Where do you see you're making yeah. a difference?
1: Um well, I think that like I joke that there's like high five follow ups. Like when um when people not every not every culture talks about things that uh like sex in the same way. And mm-hmm. in some cultures it's so faux pas that there is a uh there's a barrier of education and people don't know what they're doing. And so helping people, like I had one couple that they, they didn't know how to make a baby. They didn't know how it worked. Okay. Uh, And I talked them through that and then they got pregnant and that is just, that is really satisfying. You know, like having the guy say, well, you know, this is kind of a problem. I'm really surprised that you like asked me about this because I used to work in urology where usually they're coming in for prostate issues. And I'd say, oh, are you updating and maintaining enough for sex? And they'd be like, oh, no one asked me like that, like a young girl like this. And uh, I'm just like, hey, well, this is, you know, you're going to pay the same copay. You might as well meet all of your urological needs while you're here. So, uh, you know, I liked helping people meet that goal. And then with having better sex, they connect better with their partners. And there's, that's important too. Um, You know, part of me wonders if it's interesting. I was telling my husband that on him's they're giving uh, like male sexual uh, stuff and then on hers or whatever it is, they're giving anti-anxiety pills and like how weird that is for our society Mm. that like, that we're at that point. And then her pills make her, not want sex
0: yeah and so they're kind of working at odds they're working against but each other really
1: but we what we really need is to help her do all the things in the house and take care of all the needs and then she would have less anxiety yes yeah well there's
0: right? there's a whole lot of truth to that said the working <laughs> working mom entrepreneur uh, all of that yeah. yeah yeah
1: life is life is hard and you know uh, I'd say that we're in the sandwich generation too. All the millennials like me, so we are caring for the younger children and the older spouse or the older older um, parents, parents. And, and that that is a risk factor for for marriage and for mental health. Mm-hmm. All
0: of these things are, and I think that's yeah. um, one of the things that you make okay, Deborah, is to talk mm-hmm. about. These are things that are causing anxiety. These are things that are hard for me. This is what I'm mm-hmm. struggling with. This may be why I have all these wrinkles in yeah. my forehead. I don't know. <laughs> and you,
1: yeah, laundry you, mountain. It's definitely laundry mountain for me.
0: Right. And, you know, <laughs> meal planning and getting the house cleaned and all of those things. And they all can be stress inducing, anxiety inducing, and. Um, not good on a relationship all those things are hard on a relationship yeah
1: especially if you pride yourself on doing well at things yes like uh then eventually if you just keep piling things on you're not going to be able to do um as good of a job as if you only had one job Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yes so what is next what's next for you
1: well, so I feel like I, um, I'm doing pretty well with the aesthetic stuff and uh, everything is starting to build. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm only offering men's sexual health and that's what I've been really trained in and working in for the last many years. It's been since uh, working at Rush that I've done women's sexual health and I've done a little bit in urology but not um, full gynecology type uh, treatments. So um, I'm hoping to bring on uh, more full practice authority nurse practitioners uh, that have similar value systems as me and Mm -hmm. are client-centered and want to work independently from these big hospital systems and provide care to people who are disenfranchised with the big hospital system. Mm -hmm. Um, I want someone who is going to be able to treat like polycystic ovarian syndrome and uh, female hormone uh, replacement. And then um, a lot of the guys that I'm seeing with erectile dysfunction, they need someone to manage their hypertension um, and sometimes diabetes. So, just bringing on more nurse practitioners eventually that uh, want to work independently and can help serve my my people.
0: Yeah, in all of these different capacities, and that's yeah, that-
1: and especially targeting groups of people that are uh marginalized or missed by the big, you know, big healthcare.
0: Right. And and they have an alternative in you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what encouragement do you have for other millennials?
1: Well, I'd say that you're the future. You're the ones, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Child rendering the the children and growing our future and we're the ones caring for the elderly, so um it's a big burden, but it's also uh, a really great thing that we get to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's a blessing, yeah. and um, it's a risk factor for our mental health, and it's a risk factor for our marriages, um, and so you just need to take time for self-care, and that doesn't necessarily mean facials and eyelashes, but, you know, doing something, whatever it is that's your self-care, mm-hmm. Um going on dates, going on walks, exercising, trying, choosing things that are adaptive instead of maladaptive, um, get regular health checkups. Uh, we're all 40. If we're millennials, we should be getting uh, tubes in all the places by now, making sure that there's nothing growing in there that, you know, should concern us. We need to get our mammograms. Um, be doing our breast self exams, all those things. Um, I would say, make sure you're wearing sunscreen every day. That's another one. Um, just put it on your kids, teach your kids to wear it. We could prevent a lot of, uh, the stuff that we're dealing with now in our forties, uh, if we lather them up and shade them better. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, whatever it is that's troubling you is, you know, probably something that's treatable, so you can go talk to someone about it. And if they're not the one who treats it, they'll find the right person. Yeah. So well, you help a lot of
0: people, and <laughs> and you have big dreams, big dreams to keep growing and and helping more and more. And uh, you're and you're on your way. So proud of you. Thanks. Proud Thank of you, and and glad. Um, I know Rush was sorry to lose you. I'm glad we got you. So glad to have you yeah. here. Yes. Well, thank you. And I
1: eventually want to, like, help uh, help other nurse practitioners realize that they can start their own thing, like getting back to teaching in some aspect, letting, nurse, like, nurse practitioner students come to this center where there's all these different types of solo nurse practitioners working collaboratively. Yes.
0: And you've got a great space for that where <laughs> they can all come. And you can yeah. work together, and I think women in particular are very good about that. We do that well. We do that easily, and we sort of seek out mm-hmm. others to collaborate with. We don't have to know it all. We just need to connect with yeah. others that can. And, um, and I would think it's very appealing for other young moms uh, who want yeah. to be entrepreneurs to say, okay, I can have, um, I can have a, a life that I'm, I'm dreaming of in my own practice, and and help you're in control of really that you're in control of right so good good on you well thank you you lifted us up today deborah so thank you thank you for joining us thanks for what you do every day thanks to our listeners uh thanks for joining us as well don't miss a podcast you can find us at rockstarmillennials.com itunes or apple podcast and until next time talk soon to share your thoughts about this episode Subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic or shine a light on a rock star millennial in your world. Contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on contact us.